0: type deal uh, when I was in college, and fortunately, uh, Dr. Packard in my physics class at Baylor had a great curve that he graded on, and that really did help me at Baylor, but uh, the S-curve, I like that. I kind of like imagining you going through that and doing all your figures and that kind of thing. Now, the Institute Club, Golf Club, that just sounds kind of fun, in Morgan Hill, California. Now, what have you... What do you know about it? You've been to tons of these courses across the United States. Uh, you've traveled overseas as well. But um, what what have you uh, have you been to this course? Played this course, or what do you what do you kind of know about it?
1: I knew nothing until yesterday evening.
0: Nothing. Oh. It's a very, very
1: <laughs> private golf course. I think it has thirty five members. I mean, there are no members of this club, and it is. Uh, two hours west of Sacramento and about an hour or 45 minutes to an hour north of San Francisco. So it's kind of, you know, it's it's in a beautiful part of California, actually, but it's a long golf course. They could stretch it out to 8,000 yards if they wanted to.
0: Wow, 8,000. Yeah.
1: Um, you, you, you love the more 6,000-yard golf courses, right?
0: <laughs> Keep going shorter yeah i I love a good resort course and they got those 150 markers out there or uh those big old markers where I don't have to look around for anything uh yeah, I like all of that kind of stuff you you like to kind of go out there and and write all the all your stuff you're probably like a little bit like that Fitzpatrick. Matthew Fitzpatrick on the PGA Tour. There's a chance for most rounds in your life that you've taken at least a few notes on. Am I right on that?
1: You are right about that. I love uh, I love documenting what's happening on the golf course, especially for one of our players. And, you know, just trying to make sure we're paying attention to what's happening.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm just uh, generally a lot of times I'm trying not to write things down, trying not to maybe record my score and move on out of there. Uh, Mike McGraw joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Now, as we look at this field, number one seeded Pepperdine. Um, Obviously, we know about Pepperdine, where they are out there in Malibu, and some of the things they've done in the past. But Florida State, Mississippi State, when you look at some of these other teams in your regional, um, some of those teams you have decent records against this year. Some of those you don't. Uh, but not. I don't think any of those teams necessarily scare you. Um, what did you think about the, the group of teams that you'll, you'll be paired with out there, other than the fact that at least they, they don't really know that course either?
1: Yeah, I mean – you're going to have to play well to advance to a regional that's a given i don't care who you are i mean two years ago the university of oklahoma was ranked number one in the country and they got in by one shot i mean one shot so it you're you're gonna have to play well to get through regardless the fact that there is no home team is kind of big because you're actually playing for five spots not four if If the 45th ranked team in the country is hosting and they're at home, they're not the 45th ranked team in the country. They're more like the 12th to 15th ranked team in the country at a home course. It's that big a deal. I've said this all along. People say hosting the nationals would be the biggest advantage. No. Hosting the regional is always the biggest advantage because it gets you to the national championship every year. So um, anyway, there is no host team out here or no home team, if you will. Uh, the teams that are there are very good. We've seen all of them, but no, actually we saw Florida State at Olympia Field. So we've seen pretty much all of these teams. Uh, we've, played, we've played with a few of them for sure. I'm not afraid of any of these teams, but good golf gets you through anyway. So if you take care of your own business, I know that sounds cliche, but if you did it, you'd be fine.
0: Yeah, and in, in your players, I mean, this has really been an interesting year because there will be rounds – they look so good. I mean, I, I'm thinking of what was it, the second and fourth rounds at, at uh, the at the championships here in Hutchinson, Big 12 championships, uh, Kansas. Uh, it, it's just, I, I don't know. I mean, I, and I'm sure sometimes you ask yourself the same thing okay, why can we be this good on certain days? If those days, you're as good as anybody in the conference. But it's those other days where you're down toward the bottom. And, and again, You've had teams that are more consistent to this. The thing is, can you get this thing going at the right time? What have you, as you've had a ch- chance to practice and try to get ready for this, what have you been talking to your guys about to try to get them in that right headspace to maybe get off to a better start where they don't have to then you know, have some kind of great, okay, we've got we to gotta put pressure on ourselves to have some great day the next day to make up for the start?
1: Well, that's a great question. But what I really want the guys to do is work every day. We worked today for three hours, for sure. And some of them are still out there right now. But is work individually so that you're the most ready you could possibly be to help this team play well? And the fact that we shot the second-best score of the second round and the second-best score of the final round Mm -hmm. tells me there's plenty of good golf in there. There's no doubt about it. And if I overemphasize the first round, they're probably not going to play very well. You know, what I mainly want to do is I want to have a great practice round, and I want to learn as much about this golf course that's a mystery to everybody. I want to learn as much as we can, as quickly as we can, take that information into the next round. These guys have all played really well. We've played well at, you know, we had the round of the tournament several times this year. We've had the round of the day several times. So we've had... Plenty of good golf, not concerned. Don't want to overemphasize it. Guys, mm-hmm. take care of you every day. We will be fine if you do that.
0: How early can you get out there on a course like this that you'd really love to see and move around the course? Like what's the – is there kind of a rule like you can have one practice round the day before or or could some teams actually get there and spend two or three days? What's the what? – what is the parameter – what's the parameters on that?
1: The rules are you can't play the golf course two weeks before the championship at all. So 14 days ago, they stopped. You know, 14 days before the tournament, nobody can play it. And I don't think anybody would have been on this golf course anyway. But there is a shotgun start practice round for the 13 teams that are there. We'll all play under the same exact conditions. Everybody will see it one time. So getting out there early is not a huge advantage, although we will go out there a day early to get – play another golf course fairly nearby just to get acclimated to the climate and how far the ball carries there in Santa, Santa Rosa. And, you know, just kind of see that, but nothing major right now. The guys are searching on Google earth and all websites and just trying to figure out as much about the course as they can, but it's, it's kind of not a lot of information about this golf course out there,
0: man. I, um, I'm going to do my research on it as well. Although, uh... I, I don't know if that will help anything. Uh, Mike McGraw on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. What about Drew Wrightson? Finishes sixth at, in, in the Big 12 Championships. Um, really, uh, you know, pretty consistent with his scoring. And, and you have had guys go low, like you say, a variety of guys that are capable. But to see that type of consistency and, and to hang in there when that can be a really tough Course tough four rounds, uh, a lot of pressure. What what do you what did you learn about Drew in in those kinds of conditions and in that type of tournament to to show that kind of leadership?
1: The weather forecast was bad. It was like really really bad, and it turned out to be a little better than than the forecast was. But five days before, he said, "Have you seen the forecast up at Prairie Dunes?" I said, "Sure, Drew. I have. It's going to be tough. It's almost always tough up there." He goes, "That is so good." He said there's no doubt I'm going to play well because I know I'm going to take the right attitude up there. I'm from Indiana. I've played in this before. I mean, you could have knocked me over. There was no way he wasn't going to play good because he's playing well (laughs) anyway. And now he thought he had a built-in advantage uh, to, you know, because of the bad weather. So I knew he would play well uh, because of his attitude going in and he was playing well. So it doesn't surprise me. I'm really thrilled by it. And it's great to see a player who works as hard as Drew works. I mean, he's a pre-med student, pre-med playing college golf at this level. It's incredible. And to see him, the, the fruits of his labor kind of come out, and he's played very well this spring. It's just really great.
0: I mean, does he take the books on all the trips, and do you see him? I mean, pre-med, that is a, a challenge, even if you weren't playing college golf. Is he is he someone who's uh, – Uh, constantly got his uh, nose in a book, if they still have textbooks these days?
1: He does. He's very, very diligent, very disciplined. But he's that way with working out. He's that way with practicing. He's that way with just about everything he does. Drew is a very disciplined guy. It's kind of a throwback to a a time when just about anybody that was successful was disciplined. I mean, they had to be. But he is very disciplined. He's a great role model for his teammates. The guys love him. You know, they, they realize he studies a lot harder than anybody else on the team, and he has to. And um, they just give him his space, but he takes care of his business. You know, he took a final today or took a you know a, an exam today at noon and then was out to the golf course by about 2 and practicing until just five minutes ago when they've got a, a function this evening. But, you know, really happy for Drew, and we're happy for anybody that works that hard.
0: All right, and what about Johnny? Uh, Johnny Golf, Johnny Kiefer. Um, what you um, got? The we talked about the equipment. He he went through a lot to kind of get that right and and get everything like he needed it. Uh, by his standards, maybe his finish wasn't quite as high as he wanted at conference. Uh, how is he playing? What kind of mindset does Johnny have going into these regionals?
1: Playing just fine. Uh, you know, the week before at Arizona State, I think he finished fifth. Um, finished in the top 10 at Cabo. He finished runner-up at Laredo. His game is just fine. I'm not worried about it. He had a a double bogey in the last hole that took him from 12th to to 19th, I think. So he was very near a top 10 finish anyway. So don't worry about Johnny. He'll be fine, and he's working hard every day. So uh, he's one of our most consistent players that I've had in the nine years I've been at Baylor, he's almost always up near the top.
0: Who's the guy on this team nipping at everybody's heels right now? Is there any, uh, I saw, I think it was Luke's birthday the other day, I noticed on social media, um, Appel has been of interest to me, kind of watching his scores when he plays as an individual. Who are some of those outlier guys that that have been maybe kind of knocking on the door this season uh, as you try to create competition and create as much depth as you can?
1: I think Tyler Eisenhart. he's a young man from just outside of Chicago who started every single event this year. He and Johnny are the only two that have played in every event. Mm-hmm. Um, he hasn't been kicked out of the lineup, and he shot the second-best round out of 50 players at the Big 12 championship the final day at 68 in some wind, gorgeous round of golf. He hit maybe the most beautiful, majestic, gorgeous four-irons I've ever seen. We, he was on a, number seven, and he had 212 yards into the wind off the right. I mean, it was blowing pretty good. And he said, what do you think about a four? And I said, I love it. He hit it <laughs> at the right edge of the green. And I'm looking through my rangefinder to see if I can see it because it's out of my, you know, viewing distance. And he said, Coach, that's going to go in. And I said, oh, no! whoa, it lipped out. He had a four-footed for eagle and made it, and <laughs> easiest. Easiest two under par sixty eight in the wind you've ever seen. It was gorgeous. So Tyler's really kind of snuck in there to be a, a really surprising player this year. Really happy for him as well. Great kid. You won't find a nicer human being on planet Earth than Tyler Eisenhart. And everybody loves him. And he's sneaky funny. He's a he's a really funny guy. He's probably the the funniest guy on the team if everybody told the truth. But he doesn't speak very much. So he just listens to other people. <laughs>
0: We need to get him on the show. It sounds like. I mean, if the guys, uh, I, I hope he wouldn't clam up on me, but if he's kind of got that kind.
1: He was on my podcast a couple of months ago. He did just fine.
0: Okay, so he was able to perform on the uh, on the podcast. Is the streak still alive since we last talked? I mean, where are we now? And yeah. in, and in, in, uh I think what is Monday your taping day, or is that your production? Is that when it actually gets pre- uh, put out every week? Is it Monday or Tuesday?
1: It's- Monday morning at 6 a.m. Uh, we've already recorded next month. The next three or four Mondays are already recorded. We've got to get ahead so I don't. I don't have to think about. It. Uh, but yeah, Monday. Let's see. Taylor Gooch, who's just won two events in a row on the lot on the Live Tour, uh, is my guest this coming Monday. A little sneak preview for people.
0: Well, that's big. He has done well on that Live Tour, and I wondered what you thought about that. But considering where Gooch played his college golf. And uh, I guess he was on the team when you were still there, wasn't he, Taylor? Because oh, he was yeah, he late twenties.
1: Started recruiting him in the in the seventh grade, and uh, he came to Oklahoma State as a big OU football fan. Well, we had to really work on that, and um, he's <laughs> really turned into a great player. But what struck me was the fact that he now has a foundation that has several charities that he takes care of, and. Uh, we talked about that for about 15 minutes. I really loved hearing that. He wants to give back, wants to do well. So, yeah. But anyway, that's next Monday's podcast that you got coming up.
0: I think it's going to be uh, the. Don't doesn't they have a an event coming up in Tulsa? Does that sound right to you?
1: That, that's right. Uh, May when we're at regional, they'll be playing that event in Tulsa at Cedar Ridge.
0: Okay, Cedar Ridge. Well, coach, it was fun uh, catching up with you, and uh, I've been I was monitoring things pretty closely i think you guys have a great chance of uh advancing and uh, i hope it goes well out there who on your teams played the most rounds of golf in california who is i was trying to think where everybody's from you mentioned uh, drew being from indiana who who would have played the most uh, most uh, uh california golf on your team
1: well he was young when he played there but johnny grew up in california at age 12 they moved to san antonio so he has probably played the most rounds he was from down near san diego so johnny johnny knows california johnny knows it well and they played a lot of lacrosse out there as well so
0: all right don't let him pack his surfboard or anything like that all right
1: exactly no way
0: <laughs> mike good to visit with you and uh y'all y'all have a great time out there and we will be watching every every moment of that and then watching the scores really appreciate the time
1: Absolutely, Matt. Thanks for having me on again. I really enjoy doing this.
0: You bet. There he is, Mike McGraw, uh, Baylor men's golf coach and noted podcaster. And uh, that's a big name. Taylor Gooch is probably the best player. I mean, I know he's not the biggest name on live, but right now he's on a hot streak, and he may be playing as well as anybody on the live because, you know, Kepka played really well in the last major. But uh, Gooch is really, really something right now. And uh, Mike recruited him, so that'll be a fun conversation coming out Monday, 6 a.m. Well, I wish I was that kind of planner, Aaron. Think about that. If we planned our show and we, like, tape shows three or four days, now we couldn't do that because we kind of do breaking news and stuff. But, man, podcasting three, three episodes in advance, that really takes some planning and uh, that's Mike McGraw for you, a man who is uh, very organized and likes to take notes on the course. I mean, I'm lucky if I, if I put the score down and he's writing notes and taking notes in about each course that he's played. And if I, I, I have to guess, I bet Mike's played – I bet he's played uh, or been on uh, as a coach – Probably more than a 1,000 golf courses over his lifetime. Probably more than a 1,000 courses. Most of us, even if we love golf, may have been on somewhere in the neighborhood of 75 to 100 golf courses. And I bet he's been on a 1,000 if we had to guess. And the, the truth is, if I had asked him that, he would have been able to tell us. He would have said it would be 1,150 because he keeps up with all that kind of thing. In fact, right now, if he's listening, he'll probably text that to me. All right, Aaron. Aaron. Um, We do have some campus confidential huge portal news involving